Alright wrestling fans, this is Southern Dynamite here with this week's Pro Wrestling America card coming to you from Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, Michigan. We have a great card lined up including three cage matches and two title matches. This is going to be a wild ride on this card because you have the Guns for Hire and Strong Army going at each other. You've got this New thing going on between Gold Dust and Bubble Ray Dudley. And then cage matches featuring up and rising hopefuls for the number one contender spot for the world heavyweight title, David Von Erich and Kurt Henning. So you're going to have a great time for this card. So we start off our opening match Jimmy Golden versus Jason the Gift Kincaid, the first of those Guns for Hire Strong Army feud matches where we have that wonderful chance to have this clash of styles because truly I don't think you could have a difference in styles from people from Tennessee aside from Jimmy Golden and Jason Kincaid and this is a quick match because Jason Kincaid tries to make it a quick match but it backfires on him when Jimmy Golden is able to get him in a brain buster and pin him in a time of 3 minutes 34 seconds your next match, also Strong Army versus Guns for Hire, although Billy Gunn's not exactly sure he wants to actually admit to this guy, but Iron Mike Sharp facing off against Brad Armstrong. And this is a classic contest, as any of these would be from these two guys, with Brad getting the win in a clean match with a dragon suplex in a time of 6 minutes 44 seconds. Now we get to our three cage matches in a row. Because while you would normally have like the cage match as the main event, these aren't necessarily main event type matches yet in the PWA. And I don't want to have to have the guys put the cage up, then put it down, then put it up, put it down, get them all done, put it up, do the three matches, take it down, get on with the card. So first match, tag team match, Texas Tornado rules in the cage because how are you really going to actually have regular tags in a tag team cage match but you have gold dust and rasta the voodooman facing off against bubble ray dudley and buzz sawyer now this tag team of bubble ray dudley and buzz sawyer basically just came around by a fluke last week as buzz sawyer came down to head off rasta from attacking and helping Gold Dust double team Bubble Ray. So, how will these guys do? Well, we'll find out. And this match is a brawl and a half. Very quick match though, as Rasta inadvertently throws Sawyer out of the cage. He was in the wrong corner, threw him straight through the door down the ring steps. Your winners, Bubble Ray Dudley and Buzz Sawyer. But Buzz Sawyer climbs in to the cage again with a chair and the four continue to brawl for a few minutes. And at the end of it, all four men are busted open. All of them have been graded across the cage and everything else. So we get that cleared up to bring in our next cage match, which has Iceman King Parsons facing off against David Von Erich. And David continues to to show why he wants to be known as the dominant heel in the PWA. And it is a wonderful match between these two guys. And finally, 
Iceman King Parsons has to submit from the Iron Claw in a time of 10 minutes, 37 seconds. Now the third cage match. I'm sure these guys fought at least once over their illustrious careers. Terry Funk facing off against Kurt Henning. And this is a brawl because Funk loves a brawl in the cage. But Funk brings a few things into the ring that tend to backfiring on him. Funk brings out a pair of handcuffs, very similar to the War Games match that was between the Strong Army and the Guns for Hire. And Funk tries to handcuff Henning to the top rope, but Henning slips out and the handcuffs Funk to the top rope. And then Henning climbs out of the cage. He doesn't want to bother with the door. He wants to make a point by climbing over the cage and dropping to the floor while Funk has to look on, standing just feet away. And so your winner, Kurt Henning, in a time of 8 minutes, 48 seconds. So we take a few moments, let people go get popcorn and beer and whatever else they need from the concession stands as we get the cage down and get ready for our next tag team match. Another one of these hot feuds that could ignite at any time, and it does in this match. You have Honky Tonk Man and Gentleman Chris Adams facing off against Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert and Raven. And in this match, both the women get involved as well. As Missy Hyatt throws her purse into the ring, but it ends up getting caught by Honky Tonk Man, and he levels Raven with it. Sunshine throws powder inadvertently into Chris Adams' eyes, and Eddie Gilbert almost gets the roll-up pen at that point, and then it just breaks down from there as the two women start going at it. The referee and the security have to sit there and separate them two, and the four wrestlers just continue to brawl all over the place, including, if you want to go back to uh, 1978, Tupelo Civic Center in Tupelo, Mississippi, you had one of the first classic concession stand brawls featuring the Honky Tonk Man back when he was wrestling under Wayne Ferris. And these four guys clear out the concession stand, which is a good thing we had everybody go and get their concessions beforehand because I'm not sure what condition like the popcorn is in because Raven threw Chris Adams' head through the popcorn machine in one of the concession stands. So that goes on. Finally, we get everybody back toward the ring. And it ends up being Chris Adams and Raven in the ring. Honky Tonk Man and Eddie Gilbert battling on the outside. And Adams finally puts Raven away with the super kick in a time of 17 minutes, 55 seconds. Your winners being Honky Tonk Man and Gentleman Chris Adams. The next tag team match was the exact opposite of this one, where you have the Nightmares facing off against Rough and Ready. And this is truly a squash match where Danny Davis comes off the top rope with the flying knee drop onto Ready to get the pin in a time of 2 minutes, 34 seconds. And now we get to the next match. Four more matches on the card. 
I mean, this has already been a great card, a wild ride. And then we get to the gauntlet match. Billy Gunn being the one standing in the way of Savannah Jack. And this is a match that has all kinds of potential, as the other matches have. But Billy Gunn gets frustrated with Savannah Jack and tosses him over the top rope, giving Savannah Jack the disqualification win in a time of 4 minutes, 58 seconds. And so Savannah Jack gets to check off another one in his gauntlet to go through every member of the PWA. And as we come closer to the end of September and getting into maybe some changes in the PWA, will this continue? Will he want to keep going with his gauntlet? Because, I mean, granted, this guarantees him basically a match on every card, but is that going to be a thing that causes other issues in the background and in the dressing room because there have been some squabbles from some of the other wrestlers that don't get card or get don't get matched on the card that often and are kind of wondering why Savannah Jack has such a nice feature in his contract. All right, our next match, a very anticipated match. Television title on the line, Dirty Dutch Mantel facing off against Special Delivery Jones. And this match is a great match between these two. Jones manages to keep Mantel off balance enough to where he doesn't try to run into a more hardcore style. But Mantel manages to keep the title with a rolling reverse cradle with a handful of tights in a time of 9 minutes, 18 seconds. Buzz Sawyer rushes down to the ring to try to tell Nick Patrick that Mantell had a handful of tights and was trying to come to Jones's aid, but that is of no concern to Nick Patrick. He says he didn't see it. He can't make a ruling on it. He was not going to restart the match. So your winner and still television champion, Dirty Dutch Mantell. Now we get to the next to the last match, and this is... Well, this could be a great mid-card main event, like Nitro would do or Raw would do at the end of an hour, put on a initial main event at the end of the first hour to try to bring people back from watching the other one. And it is the Strong Army facing off against the Guns for Hire again as Jesse James Armstrong faces off against Bart Gunn. And in this match... It is a brawl. You have people from both stables running through. As Tommy Young gets knocked out, I think I lost count after seven times. And in the last of those times, PG-13 comes in and attacks Bart while Tommy Young is out again and helps get him set up for the shake, rattle, and knee drop by Armstrong to win the match after PG-13 wakes Tommy Young back up. He groggily makes the count so that Armstrong picks up the win in a time of 20 minutes, 34 seconds. And of course, this does not end there because the next match has PG-13 challenging for the world tag team titles currently held by Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels and Steve Carino. 
and this match does not last very long at all. PG-13 picks up the disqualification win in a time of 3 minutes, 23 seconds, as the smoking guns come in and attack J.C. Ice and Wolfie D., causing Nick Patrick to throw the match out as a DQ, and really it becomes the entire stable of guns for hire against PG-13 until the strong army comes out and somewhat balances out the score. But this ends the night with a huge brawl. And the problem is, neither the strong army nor the guns for hire want PG-13 involved. But they've made themselves involved simply because they used to be part of the guns for hire and got kicked out to be replaced by Christopher Daniels and Steve Carino. Because, well, the Guns knew that if they weren't the World Tag Team Champions, these guys would be the next best thing. And to have those guys in the stable was a much better idea for them than having PG-13 in there. So what is this going to do for us? Well, this continues to bring up the Guns for Hire strong army. Uh, feud that continues to be ignited over and over and over again on various different levels. Whether it's your opening match with Jimmy Golden and Jason Kincaid, or it's Iron Mike Sharp and Brad Armstrong, or it's Billy Gunn facing off against anybody, or uh, the World Tag Team title match. You know, you have all of these different working facets between these two Stables that really, the way they are both consisted, could easily take on the horsemen for one of the greatest stables ever created. Now again, you can disagree with me on that, and I encourage you that if you do, go on to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash WWT2019. Leave a comment that you don't exactly think that the smoking, the smoking Guns and Jimmy Golden and Iron Mike Sharp and uh, Christopher Daniels and Steve Carino could have been a great stable together. Or the Armstrong Brothers with the Nightmares and all of that. You know, let me know. Give me some feedback on that. I would love to hear from you. But until then, this is Southern Dynamite. Thanking you for being here for PWA, and we'll see you next week for the finals of the Deadly Dozen Tournament as we get through rounds 9, 10, and 11 next week. A major supercard coming from Champaign, Illinois next week. I encourage you to be here for that. But until then, we'll see you later.